Hello, hello, and welcome. You are listening to Family in the Fray with me, Heather Holiday Holton, a targeted parent of three kids and adult survivor of parental alienation. This podcast is for you if you forgot who you are in the wreckage of alienation and want to reconnect with your authentic self. If you want to rebuild a vibrant life, regardless of being in relationship with your child or not. And if you want to hold space for restoring relationship with your child in a way that doesn't deplete or torture you. With some mindset shifts and practice, you can have a life that includes pleasure, ease, rest, and joy, even while you are mildly, partially, or fully alienated. My goal is for you to listen and feel supported while I give you tips, tools, and hacks to shift your day-to-day experience of being a targeted parent in order for you to feel more empowered and improve your life. The thoughts and perspectives I share are my own with the lens of my lived experience as a white, cis, straight, able-bodied woman. If I ever say anything harmful, I am open to doing better and I welcome your feedback. As always, take what feels good and leave the rest. With that said, I am so excited you are here and let's dive into today's topic. Here we go. Hello, welcome, welcome. Thank you for being here. Um, Today on episode 15, we're going to talk about, this is part two of boundaries and holiday edition, you know, because that's what we're dealing with right now. I've come up with some scenarios and some components of boundary setting and boundary communicating and uh. Here's what I want to say about boundaries to start with. The clearer you get on them, the easier they are to hold. So it does serve you well to think about them. Think about them, you know, a good amount. What are you trying to accomplish by having the boundary? How will it make your relationship with this person better? Um, the clearer you can get on that, the easier it is to hold. So just some mental thinking about it, mental preparation, playing scenes out in your head, um, practicing the words you want to say. All of this helps for the in-person moment when you're setting and communicating the boundary. So part of the homework is, you know, One, how do I know I need to have a boundary? What's a boundary? How do I do this? So a good indication that you probably need a boundary is when you are in a situation and you're with a person or people and it's happened a few times where you notice and you feel within yourself a lack of safety, a lack of respect, And you feel like, oh, that was a sting. That was not a nice or necessary comment. Um, Wow, I can't believe they just said that to me. 
Why do we always have to talk about the same thing? Everyone knows I don't like this conversation, right? So those might be feelings or thoughts that you have in your head. Um, the other thing you might notice is like you just feel triggered. Um, for some people, their trigger, you know, points them in the direction of anger. Some people, it points them in the direction of shutting down, disengaging. Uh, when you notice these triggers where you just, you know, your patterns show up, you can go, oh, preceding this trigger, if I set a boundary, I can, the whole goal is to prevent being triggered. So, especially in ways that you are not, um, on board with, you know, I think telling the people in our life, oh, when you say that thing, and when you insist on us talking about politics, religion, or money at the table, it just is, you know, uncomfortable for me. It's a hard no. So that's one of our, our first steps and boundaries is just noticing within ourselves, that was not fun. I'm unavailable for that. Why are we doing this again? Especially if you notice it with the same few people, same kind of situations happening over and over. So the holidays present exactly that. We have families, we have traditions, and we have kind of sometimes a similar experience. You're in, you're out, because maybe we haven't communicated some boundaries. So to help like demonstrate the purpose, the how we deal with boundaries. I've taken the example of, you know, not wanting to talk politics, religion, or money. So in that instance, you can notice in yourself every year, something along these lines comes up. This side of the family thinks this, this side of the family thinks that, or I think differently than everyone else, whatever. And so before, like right now, right now is a great time to communicate to the people in your family, you know, this year, I'm hoping that we can avoid those topics and stay on fun themes like, and add, you know, could we talk about maybe what we're thankful for? Could we celebrate um, so and so for their accomplishments or this or that, you know, can we, where can we direct? We all know we're going to get together and chat. So what are some safe conversations that we can center around. So helping to provide a solution, that's good. And then you can also say, you know, if politics, religion, or money comes up at the table when we're having the meal, um, I'm just going to, one, politely ask, could we could we go back to our other conversation, please? I would, you know, I think that would be more productive for our family, or I find this triggering. And you can say, I plan to help everyone redirect once. And then I'm going to, if the continue, if the conversation continues, I'm going to, you know, just excuse myself and take my plate and maybe go join the kids at the kid table, go to the living room, you know, whatever. And I'm not saying that you have to even be available to redirect the conversation once. If you don't feel like that's something you want to do, that feels like no one's going to listen to me, you don't have to do that. You could just say, if people decide to have this conversation, I'm going to take my plate and politely move to a different zone, different table, different chair, different experience. 
And one, what you're doing is you're letting people know what you plan to do right now. Let, let the word out. Tell your, your family, tell your friends, tell the people who are triggering you. I'm not available for this anymore. And if this is, is breached, then I plan to remove myself. And I just want everyone to know, because I don't want that to be the act that then, you know, inflames the situation and makes it worse. So one, by pre-communicating this boundary, it creates safety so that people know what the consequences are if they breach it. They also know what your desire is. It's to not have this divisive conversation at the table that you, you know, would prefer to have these other conversations, right? So one, pre-let people know. That creates safety for you because you've thought it through in your head about how you plan to handle the situation. Create safety for them because then they're like, oh my gosh, she's getting up to leave the table. Oh, we don't want this. And then usually someone can be like, oh, we can talk about that later. Please, please stay. It's not worth you leaving. Please stay here. Let's all have the meal together and we'll talk about, you know, the uh, football game or whatever. So, and if they, that doesn't happen and you still see the conversation unfolding, you can grab your plate, your cup, your napkin and say, excuse me, I'm going to go sit over here, wherever that is. And you can go over there. And in doing so, one, you're staying true to yourself. You are staying true to your word. You are prioritizing you not being triggered. You not emotionally bottoming out or blowing up on folks. Or you're also not then stuffing it so that on the ride home, you call a friend or you blab off to your spouse or significant other. I can't believe that happened again, again, again. Right? We're trying to create new ways of being. And it's going to feel uncomfortable sitting at the table or the other room or with the kiddos. It's going to feel uncomfortable. You're taking a new stand for yourself. The other folks in the room are going to be like, what's going on? I didn't know this was part of the deal. What? So that's one, a good reason why to communicate it with people so they know what's up. And you can soothe yourself as you're doing a new thing for the first time, which is standing up for yourself, holding your boundary. And so at that point, you're going to take your plate. You're walking on over to the other area. You're getting settled there. Your, your heart is probably pounding. Maybe you feel a little queasy. If it's high stakes, I kind of get saliva, thick saliva in my mouth, hot, flush, sometimes a little blotchy. And that's my body going, oh my gosh, you're doing something new. How are people going to take it? This is scary. You're leaving the fold and the flock. Um, you're disrupting the so-called order. And at that point, I try to use self-soothing strategies to help me in that moment. I have um, a soothing stone. Some people call this a worry rock that I will put into my pocket so that I can like 
it and be like, yep, I knew this day was coming. I knew this boundary might be breached or challenged. And I put this rock in my pocket because I knew this might happen. And look at me. I'm so smart. I put this rock in my pocket. I, I planned ahead. I will also, in the moment, do some deep breathing. Deep breathing is also really good to help reset your nervous system. If you need to, text a friend. I did the thing. I'm sitting over here. I feel awkward. Ugh, help me. What do I need to do? You know, reach out to a friend that can help support you and reinforce you're doing the right thing. It does feel awkward. Wait it out. Don't worry. Maybe in a few minutes when the conversation's over, they'll come and get you. You know, the thing is to self-soothe. Do not cave. Do not cave. Do not cave. Do not cave. You, and again, if you thought about this, and you're really clear, it helps in that moment when you're sitting by yourself. Or the other thing is you could, so the more you think about things, the more solutions you get. You can, as you're leaving the table, you know, announce if anyone wants to join me over here, I'm, I welcome the company and a new topic of conversation, you know, um, so so think about all the options, you know, uh, you may want to even pre-set up the table setting over there at your secondary location to let people know. I mean business. I'm just not available for this conversation over here with you all. Not doing it. And even doing that signals to everyone that, oh, wow, she really will move the the her meal on over there and do it politely alone in her own company that that could happen right so hold the boundary and soothe yourself um other things i like to do are run my fingers through my hair and kind of make contact with my scalp i find when i you know scratch my scalp it is a sensation that um just kind of grounds and centers me I also will uh, take my hands and rub the tops of my legs if I'm sitting just to give myself a sense of grounding. Um, I will also take a finger and trace a circle or like a figure eight on the palm of my other hand with a tickle scratch kind of a feeling. Um, our palms are really sensitive and have a lot of nerve endings and that tickle scratch feeling kind of, um, again, it, it calms and grounds and centers me. So you could also use a fidget ring. You could, you know, I also like to use lip balm, although at a meal, I wouldn't necessarily apply lip balm, but these are little self-soothing practices that connect us with our body, connect us with our senses, buy us a little time to think, what am I going to say next? I don't know. I'm going to put on some lip, lip gloss while I think about it. Um, I don't know what I'm going to say or do next. I'm going to sit over here. And um, so anyway, that's the deal. One, pre-think about it. Pre-pre-pre-plan. Pre-think. Pre-announce. If this conversation comes up, here's what I plan to do. I plan to, and you know, some of the options are ask 
right then and there, can we talk about something else? If you if that feels too uncomfortable for you, don't state that you plan to do it. It's okay. You don't have to do it. These are your boundaries. And if that feels too intimidating to pull off, especially at the first go, you can say instead, if this topic comes up, I'm going to say, oh, excuse me, please grab my plate and move to a different space. Communicate that in the beginning. Um, Run through your plan. Then in the moment, it's just quite literally your job to stick to your plan and soothe yourself. You are doing new things, hard things, things that people are not expecting. And you're likely going to feel out of sorts. And I want you to know when that feeling comes, you're doing it right. You are recreating new neural pathways in your brain. You are recreating new ways of safety for yourself. You are recreating self-trust. I trust myself enough to know that this is a problem. I plan to remove myself. I plan to soothe myself and rejoin when this is no longer happening. If you cannot rejoin, you can just politely say, you know, I'm going to go on a walk. I'll be back. Do we need anything from the store? I'll go, I'll fetch, I'll bring back. You know, sometimes getting a little bit of distance and clarity can also preserve the moment and then coming back. If you can't come back, that's fine. You may have accidentally been triggered in all of this, even with all your preparation to not be triggered. Sometimes it just happens. We're human. We're trying new things. It's high stakes. It's the holidays. Everyone's there and watching and it feels like a lot of pressure. So do the best you can. And where where you can really shine is in soothing yourself. Because the more you keep yourself calm, soothed, relaxed, and safe, the more your frontal cortex will engage to solve the problem at hand. Okay, so pre-plan. In the moment, know that this is new. It's okay. And then afterwards, as you're executing your your plan, self-soothe, self-soothe afterwards. When you get home, after doing the hard thing, celebrate yourself. Even if it didn't go well, even if it didn't have the desired outcome that you want, maybe everyone continued talking about the thing. Maybe no one, you said, hey, if anyone wants to join me over here and no one joined you, that's okay. Guess what? Because you did the thing. You did the hard thing. I bet you gathered a bunch of new data. Maybe what you realized is, hmm, these people are, you know, I can tell them everything I want to in the in the pre-planning stages, but in the actual moment, what I can understand now is there's not a lot of respect or tolerance for this. I'm welcome to hold my boundaries, but I'm not going to get a lot of um, backup or sympathy from those around me. And that's just data that lets you know that maybe you need to... Um, move, you know, just like if this conversation comes up, I always leave and they get more comfortable with that. And then you get more comfortable hanging out with the kiddos or 
outside with the dog or whatever. Or maybe at that point you're like, well, and we've reached the point of the day in festivities where I pack up and I go home because this is no longer fun or respectful. Just collect the data. Even if things did not go well, I guarantee you, you have a ton of data to sift through and figure out how to tweak for next time should you choose to engage. So there's that. Boundaries. So worthwhile to figure out, especially during the holidays. Um, I want to run through some scenarios real quickly that you might also encounter that feel they'll probably need a boundary around. So we all know people in our life that are food pushers, right? Eat this, have another bite, another slice, go in for seconds. And you can, What this doesn't even matter if you're on a diet or not. Sometimes you just got to respect that it, your tummy's like, enough's enough, I call uncle. So you can say, uh, thank you for the offer. When I'm ready for more food, I'll go get it. Right? Just letting the person know, thank you for your consideration. I'm also an adult over here. I know how to operate a refrigerator and all the things. No need to, to keep hounding me with food offers. Um, someone who wants to know the nitty gritty of your divorce, separation, or custody battle. And maybe you're in mixed company. You don't want to share these details for other ears. Maybe kiddos are around. Um, there's a bajillion reasons why you might not want to go into the nitty gritty of this. Because maybe it's depressing for you and it's your holiday and you don't want to do this right now on this day with this person. You can very politely say, um, you know, I prefer not to talk about that right now. I'm enjoying Christmas. I'm enjoying Hanukkah. I'm enjoying this moment. I prefer not to talk about that now. Thank you for your concern. Boom. Done. Shut it down politely and, you know, self-soothe, self-soothe. The other thing is, you know, we often get folks that are like, I really need you at this party. I need you to be here early. I need you to help bring all these things and do all these things. And then I want you to stay late. And, you know, time encroachments, neediness of others during this time when maybe you just don't have the bandwidth or capacity. If this were any other time of the year, you might be extra helpful, extra available. And just now it's not happening. So again, Thank you for the offer. I appreciate the invite. Here's what I can do and how long I can do it for. Thank you for understanding. It's a stressful time of year for me. So hope those give you some some words to shut things down if you um, don't want to participate in that. And notice, notice in your body, how do I feel when I say these words? How do I, um, do I feel nauseated in my stomach? Do I feel butterfly hot in my forehead? Self-soothe. Anytime you're getting those body feedback reactions, self-soothe so you can stay out of triggered, move into frontal cortex thinking and problem solving. 
Oh my goodness, it's already been 22 minutes. Boundaries. I could go on about this forever, but I think I'm going to leave it there. Again, last, pre-think about it, pre-do your homework in your head, pre-communicate. Two, in the moment, execute your plan. Do what you said you were going to do. There are so many benefits to following through. You're creating safety for yourself and you're creating actual psychological safety for other people so that they know where your lines are. And when people respect the line that you've drawn, you spend more time with those people. And when people don't respect those lines, you spend less time with those people. And that's how, that's the motivation for respecting people's boundaries is so that we can stay in relationship beautifully together, not with one person self-sacrificing and self-abandoning to keep everyone else happy. Yeah, you. this is the holiday where you get to stand up for yourself. You get to have a better experience. You get to flex your, your new boundary muscle. Give it a try. Go collect data. Self-soothe, self-soothe, self-soothe. And when you're at home, reward yourself. You did a new scary thing. You deserve a treat. You deserve some kudos, some bright, shiny stars. All right, everyone. I hope that was helpful. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Family in the Fray and spending your precious time with me. Hopefully you're taking away new insights and tools to make your journey less painful. If you find this valuable, feel free to share this podcast with other targeted parents, step-parents, and grandparents, and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave a review and rating. Plus, let's get the word out so every targeted parent who needs this can find it. From experience, I know being a targeted parent is hard and you probably need tons of quality support. I am so thankful to be here for you. For more information on working with me, refer to the show notes. As always, take care until next time and wishing you ease.